Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you for joining us once again on Red Ice TV. Today we have an interview lined up. We're talking with Roland Moritz from Cult Games. And we've talked about video games in the past uh, here and there a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's one of these things. It's kind of overtaken the movie industry, both in terms, I think, of consumption, uh, definitely in terms of revenue, the money in it and things like that. And a lot of people are, well, sometimes we kind of forget about video games. No, not everybody, but maybe I do. I'm, I'm, I'm a, almost a boomer. I, look, I used to play like Counter-Strike. I played like Team Fortress and stuff. This is like 20, 20 years ago, almost or something like that. So I'm kind of a little rusty on the gaming front, but it's such an important world because there's so many of our young people that are playing these games, right? You know, and all the AAA games have, of course, gone woke. You know, they're all uh, cringe. It's all garbage in this world, essentially. So we need some of our guys to do it. So, uh, Roland, welcome to the uh, show. Good to have you here. Hello, Henrik. Thanks for the invitation. I'm very happy to be here. And yeah, as you already said, there is little to add. Uh, computer games are an extremely relevant medium, all, especially young people, but not only. Like also boomers like myself. <laughs> uh, or <laughs> We're all Chenic, boomers here. I guess, technically. Um, whatever are, are playing and uh, yeah I mean that's that's one part of it the other part I have to be honest here is I just always had like a passion for games for for making games for playing them and it's what I always wanted to do so so, so what did you start with when you were uh, what did you play when you were young when I was young I uh, the first uh, thing I played was um, the games on the Commodore Amiga of my older brother I must have been like maybe eight or so was it um, Commodore 64 Ah, uh, that was a little bit later. A little bit later, I, yeah. So, so my brother, the Amiga. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit too young for the 64. <laughs> my brother had it. He's four years older than me, so okay. we were right there at that cusp. My dad bought it, I remember. But yeah, Amiga. I remember I had a friend who had that too. Some great games on Amiga. Absolutely, I was just fascinated by these. Um, I mean, these games back then were different than the games now. They were made by very small teams. Sometimes yeah. even just one person or two. There was a lot of, you could say, like the handwriting of of of. of single individuals that made the game in them yeah and and some of them were very bizarre fantastical psychedelic even <laughs> weird from 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 nowadays perspective everything is very slick and 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 you know tightly produced and so on and they just i don't know stimulated my my imagination and i always wanted to do that myself and yeah Cool. So, I, I so when did you uh, when did you start uh, working with games getting into that and, and wanting to do your own yeah, um, I mean, I, I I started like really early when I was around either twelve or thirteen. I don't remember exactly. I was that was in the time before we had internet. So I, I just walked to the local bookstore and said like, "Hey, do you have any games on programming? I want to learn that." And then I just ordered some uh, books. I mean, mm -hmm. and then I just ordered whichever books kind of sounded like they could be fitting. It was a it was a very uh, tedious <laughs> way to learn it, but uh, eventually. <laughs> I started writing my first little games when I was maybe 14 or so uh, in, in, in BASIC and Turbo Pascal and MS-DOS still and like te little text adventures and, and Pac-Man clones and such things. And I was always very fascinated by this. Um, I just, I, I, you know, I, I co copied them on a diskette back then. You still use like diskettes. The floppy, small, flop, the floppy, floppy, disc. floppy disk. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember. And then gave them to my <laughs> to my friends in school and then they played Holy them. Shit. And I, that was just a lot of fun because I just did like, I. I put in little references and in jokes that only people from our group would understand and so on <laughs> so it was it was really I, I found it fascinating this idea that i would, would make these little games and then like my friends could could play them could play in those worlds that i came up with of so course that, that, exactly that was a really cool thing and i just kept doing it and um 
for some time I lost interest in it a little bit, but I always, uh, up to my like mid twenties and so on, always like sort of dabbled in game dev a little bit. It was a hobby thing. And then I, when I, when I was a bit older, I got into the, um, game uh, development scene here in Austria. Um, I was, I was also hosting like game development events together with friends when, when, when I studied in Vienna, uh, game champs and such things. And it was, that was around yeah, 2010, 2011. And it, that was already when it started that everything became very political before that yeah. it was really just like nerd stuff. You know, we didn't really care about all that. We right. just wanted play cool games and have fun and play Counter-Strike and Quake uh, at LAN parties and, and shoot each other and yep. have fun. Um, but but it, 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 I, I noticed it that it was like creeping in. Yeah, suddenly you had to, when you made like a, like a gaming event, you had to, you had to fill out those like disclaimers that like, uh, I don't know, all, nobody gets discriminated based on gender and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it, it suddenly, suddenly it was everywhere. And then, and then like Anita Sarkeesian came up and then this oh, whole geez, feminism know, and gaming thing. Gaming, and, uh, and yeah, suddenly, Gamergate. Yeah, it, it's Gamergate, yeah. And and suddenly it was from like nerdy guys who listen to metal and like to play games where you shoot each other to like uh, yeah let's play games about uh, I don't know exploring our gender identity oh, and queerness geez. in games and all that so that was yeah that really was a turn off and I, I kind of stopped like I kind of retreated from that whole scene and it was also around the time when I became politically active I was a political activist in Generation Identity for some years. Nice. Um, where I also was uh, active together with Martin Sena and a bunch of others, and we did like our actions in, in Austria, unrolling banners on on buildings and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, great, so, great so stuff. That's what, that that was a wild time, <laughs> and um, eventually, I, I came to the point where I, I I still, despite all of that in the background, I was always kind of interested in game development. And at, at some point, I thought, like, I just want to combine these two things because it has been my lifelong passion and I'm a political activist. So why not make political there you games? Go. Exactly. Like the obvious thing. Perfect marriage. Um, <laughs> exactly. And it was born like Heimat Defender, my first uh, game that I, that I uh, my first political game under the moniker of Cold Games. Kind of came to be as just like it, it was just like an, an offhanded remark in a conversation with with one of my fellow activists like hey we could make a game blah blah and I don't know, one thing led to another in the beginning I didn't take it very serious it was more of a joke to be honest <laughs> but it kind of grew and then I um I was working together with these people also from our circles Ein uh, Prozent it's a German uh, yeah um, um like like they fund patriotic projects and so they gave me some money so I would develop this game into like a full blown game. And yeah, so I did. <laughs> and um, it, it was like Heimat Defender, the first game. It was um, a bit of a, an homage to like the, I guess, the right wing circles I was in at the time in, in, in Austria and in Germany. I, I put in like real life people like Martin Senna and a bunch of others mm -hmm. uh, from Germany. <clears throat> and, and so it um, means hometown, right? Ho jokes. Hometown Defender. Uh, Heimat is, is homeland. Homeland, so okay, Heimat homeland, is a, is, okay. It's yep. a, a German word that is hard to translate. It's, it means homeland, but it's just, it's the place where you're at home. It gotcha. can also be like a more metaphorical uh, gotcha. thing where yep. you have your roots. Um, yeah, so so I, I made this game and um, it, it's, it's, it's a relatively simple platformer. Um, of course, the resources were very limited. I was basically making it on my own together with a, uh, uh, with a friend. 
who made the music, Retro Rebel, a very talented musician. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, yeah, I, I, it was like a platformer, relatively simple game in a kind of like a dystopian cyberpunk setting, very satirical, uh, uh, lots of like poking fun at, at, at current politicians and then real life things. Um, so, so uh, yeah, like, like kind of like humoristic approach to the whole thing. Let's put it like that. And yeah, we released it and it, it definitely uh, found quite the echo. Like there was a lot of outrage. Um, um, as I already mentioned in our talk, like uh, before we started, uh, the game was eventually banned in Germany. Um, it was yeah. put on the, the list of youth endangering media, which is a very special thing that you only have in Germany. Um, there are also classic games like Doom and Half-Life have been on for many years, so I personally see that as, as, as like a big honor. <laughs> really? Also are on those the, on yeah, there? Yeah. Really? Uh, I mean, they are not on there any anymore. Um, but Half-Life has been has been on that list for a long time, actually. And Half- um, Half-Life, why? You know why? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Every every game that was uh, basically every first-person shooter, every game that was somewhat violent, they were extremely strict with that for a long time. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Right. Um, I mean, the original idea is maybe not even so bad. You just have this authority that, uh, was, you know, if something is like, I don't know, pornographic or like mm-hmm. very degenerate or extremely violent or so, then you don't want to make it accessible to, to, to young people. Okay, fair enough. But it has now that's been... flipped, right? So now it's like, yeah, actually, let's push it on the kids, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Because my game was literally banned because one of the reasons was that it's uh, it's 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 uh, homophobia, because uh, yeah, because I was making fun of certain uh, developments. Yeah, let's put it like that. And and uh, so I guess it wasn't it wasn't gay enough. Or something. <laughs> More um, gay. Come on, yeah, Roland. We need more, more gay. We need more gay here. <laughs> Crank up the gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, it was really ridiculous. I read the, the, the uh, justification. It was like a 30-page document where they meticulously went through all the game and and interpreted what, I, what they think I meant with it. I mean, they also just literally got a lot of stuff wrong. Like, a lot of it is just bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, whatever. They so that that's an official like uh, position someone holds at the government that are going through these games and and yeah, interpreting this and yeah. Not directly the government. It's a formally independent uh, 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 authority. No, not authority, but you know, like a, an, an administrative thing, whatever. Okay. Office. Yeah. It's not part of the government, but. Um, yeah. It is legally binding. Like, uh, if you advertise this game now or just mention its name publicly, you can get a fine. Um, and um, this 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 office, uh, the Bundesprüfstelle für Jugendgefährdende Medien, has been um, like they, they they have to have some other authority that approaches them and tells them like, listen, here is this medium. Check it whether it's youth endangering and put it on the list if you think it is. Mm-hmm. In our case, it was the Bundeskriminalamt, like literally the the, the criminal police, the criminal police, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that uh, approached them because apparently the police was concerned about our game. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's like again, it's like a retro platformer that's just mostly just. It's, in my opinion, relatively harmless jokes. Like yeah, there are I know. completely other types of games out there. Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that are, uh, a lot more violent and so on. Yeah. I mean, whatever. So this, uh, this, has this been yeah. just in Austria or is it, is it in Germany too? Other European countries, as far as you know? 
Uh, that's only in Germany. Like Austria actually doesn't have that. Austria was always the the country where everybody went to 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 get all those games that you couldn't get in Germany. Oh, okay, okay, uh, gotcha. All right. So that's kind of my my advantage uh, in this in this uh, situation actually, since I'm in Austria, mm -hmm. because it doesn't concern me. Like I can talk about the game as much as I want. Uh, yeah. Nobody can find me. But if if somebody else in Germany would I don't know make a, a stream like we do now and and utter the words Heimat Defender, they might get a fine. Germany. <laughs> oh, even like an independent podcast or whatever yeah, like it doesn't yeah, matter yeah, absolutely. everybody everybody and somehow people yeah. are supposed to know this too that's fascinating right how you, they should be kept up with this you know yeah, <laughs> obviously every german citizen constantly reads the list of use in nature media oh, obviously right yeah exactly and, uh, yes <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, you have a few hit pieces here obviously vice right a German, yeah. which is, I guess, then technically not true, right? Austrian far far right group is trying to recruit kids with a free video game. Holy shit! Stop the presses! Money, yeah, yeah. <laughs> experts. Here we go with the experts again. So are concerned the game could be an effective gateway for newcomers into radical right ideology for the identitarians. Yeah, because the left never used any kind of cultural means to get people involved into their political scene, right? Uh, no, they would never do that. Never yeah. do that. Never. <laughs> Whose goal is to mainstream the narrative that, quote, the great replacement engineered by elites is taking place through immigration into Europe. Yeah, that's totally not happening. Just yeah, a, that's a, a delusion. Uh, I don't know why I'm so delusional yeah, that I would believe <laughs> such a thing. <laughs> Here's a couple of uh, maybe German papers, right? Nudkürer. Uh, yeah, it says, um, um, yeah, right-wing uh, computer game is propaganda for easy to influence, uh, for easily influ uh, influenceable Youth. Youth. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, here we go. No Child's Play, the identitarian movement's patriotic video game by Global Network on extremism extremism and technology. Man, they're really concerned with this. And so yeah, many they different, were, so many they different were, were, groups out there, like looking at this all the time. And and if this if it's like I mean it's a little bit of whack-a-mole, I guess, for them, but for now, since it's not like, you know, it's not thousands of these, you know, kind of more right-wing nationalistic game manufacturers. They can kind of whack them down where they pop up a little bit, but eventually, hopefully, they will like not be able to keep up with this, right? That's the that's the idea, um, and that's also why I'm very busy, uh, uh, or very very. Why it's it's one of my goals to like foster uh, uh, not just one that, that there is one developer uh, with me, but I, I want to have like a scene. I want to have like, because yeah. you, you kind of need a scene, you need multiple people that can, I don't know, influence each other, ping pong yep. ideas off and so on. Competition, really pressure, competition, you know, they, yep, yep. all of that inspiration. Exactly. Um, yeah. I can talk about that a bit later, what we're doing in that, in that regard. But, sure, uh, yeah. Yeah, they were really concerned. Um, they banned the game. Uh, it got also kicked off of Steam, by the way. After, yes, I was going to ask you about that. So when was that? When was the Steam uh, boot coming down? Actually, even before the game was even officially <laughs> available there. We put it in for, yeah, we put the game up for review. It was interesting um, because we put the game up for review. And it's like the, the Steam review process usually takes a week or two where they take a look at the game. They're usually not very strict. They just kind of check whether it works, whether there's malware in there. There is something extremely offensive that is very obvious, but apart from that, they don't really care much usually. Okay. So in the beginning, it all went fine, and they went ahead with the um, review, and we announced that we would put the game on Steam, but it was still under review. But there was already like a shop page with a, mm -hmm. a little message coming soon. Yeah, like a pre-order um, or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and then when the the, the shitstorm started, when the, all the media reports came in, when all the stuff happened with the I'm, I'm pretty sure that that the government actually intervened there 
uh, with Steam because normally Steam doesn't really care much about like minor media shitstorms or something. So because suddenly uh, after initially the review process went completely normal, they said like, yeah, mm, due to the nature of your game, we actually needed to have like an age rating. So we would have to get an age rating, which would have cost a bit of money. Okay, whatever, we were actually going to do that. But uh, then like two days later, another message came. No, uh, we have deleted your game because it's a troll game and we don't want to ever do business with you again. Uh, my God. <laughs> and that was the end of it. So before we ever even had the game on Steam, like for, for, for sale, uh, not for sale because it was for free, but for download, uh, <laughs> it got taken off again. But it already had the shop page and so on. Is there any other platforms you would like to be? I mean, I'm not sure if, if these games are developable for like the App Store or for Android, any of those types of platforms. Have you tried or have you just like, it's not worth it? I mean, the, this game that we are, in, like the first game and also the game we're currently working on is, is for uh, desktop PCs. Yeah. And also its design is for desktop PCs. It would be a bit of effort to adapt them to a mobile device. Yeah. Um, we might do that eventually if there is enough demand for it. Um, and then we'll see if we can put it in the, in the app stores. I mean, I, I don't really think that Apple would keep us. I, I, I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Android. I mean, with Android, you can at least have people download the, the APK. Exactly. Yeah. But how many people do that? I don't know. It's all app stores these days. That's what that's what so sucks about it. It's like ended up in a few hands, and it's kind of the same with Steam. I mean, what is it like? Uh, it does Google? Do they have the arcade? Has that even taken off? Is that a thing? Arc mm, no, not really. Not no, really. There is, okay. there is uh, Steam, which is you know the the monopolist, the major one. Epic, yeah, yeah, it's the biggest. Um, then there is Epic Game Store, which is mm -hmm. becoming um, you know a good competition to Steam. Um, but Steam is still the biggest, and then there is Good Old Games, which is a bit smaller, but yeah, and then there are some smaller ones, but it's mainly Steam, Epic Game Store, and Good Old Games, and um, I mean, I doubt they would keep the game. If they get pressure, they always, eventually they always fold, if, if pressure is being... Yeah, if it's games. enough. Because yeah. if it's enough pressure, um, and basically... We will sell the game over our website. We will have our own shop. Mm -hmm. And maybe this shop, if we make more games in the future, if other developers who want to sell their games apart, like separately from the, from the big stores, uh, uh, we can maybe turn that eventually into a platform mm -hmm. for, for selling, uh, yeah. you know, dissident, non-conformist, whatever, Price games. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is also something I kind of have in the back of my mind, but that's uh, its own project again. Yeah, these things take time. time and effort and, you know, manpower, lots of hours. You just, you don't just, you know, do it overnight like that. Uh, yeah, and money, that's, uh, that's yeah, something resources. that people, yeah. it's, it's yeah. because like everybody has to pay their rent and yep. it's not something you can do like it's a full-time job. Exactly, that's just it. Well, and that's why we need our guys to, to have these positions. We need our, our more like this, whether it's, you know, people engaging in music or uh, other art forms, movies, television shows, independent stuff. And, you know, AI and all that stuff, it's a, it's a two-edged sword. I'm, I'm not sure even what, if any, aid in the development you can use there in terms of game developments, whether it's, you know, generative AI in terms of actually developing graphics or whether it's, or, or even if you want to do that, I'm not even sure what the legal, you know, as their <laughs> licenses evolve. But anyway, I'm bringing it up because 
obviously, you know, what, what, wherever people stand on AI, whether it's good, whether we should use it, do we use it for propaganda, should we stay away from it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the reality of it is it, it, it is going to be used to, to generate and create content that people are going to consume. That's just a fact. It's already happening, obviously. But, like, uh, things have freed up quite a bit as well. It's getting cheaper. And you can do a lot more today than you could just even a few years ago with a lot of tools and things like that. Granted, everyone has that to their you know, to their uh, advantage. So then, of course, the bar gets higher and higher and so forth. But is that something you're looking into at all? Is there any uh, tools out there these days that are much more helpful in terms of uh, uh, developing some of these games? Um, yeah, AI is, of course, a big, a big topic. And... At first, I was more. I was also. I, I found it. Um, I mean, it's it's quite an impressive technology, and I can see why people are scared of it. Why it, it, it is a bit scary, you know. There is some really, yeah, uncanny stuff going on there. So I can I can see why people react to that like that. And I was also like that a bit in the beginning when I when I um, looked into it a bit more. I, I mean, it's it's also a bit of a. I mean. It's not a fad because the technology is here to stay and yeah. it is very uh, transformative. But um, it's also not like I don't think it's going to replace. It's going to replace maybe some like uh, you know more like si simpler tech tech jobs like uh, or or also maybe some run of the mill art uh, creation that is already very generic that is probably easy to emulate uh, via AI. But um, from what I've seen so far, I do use ChatGPT sometimes to help me with coding, mm -hmm. not because I can't code it myself, but because it's just faster. Right. It's, yeah. I see it just like as a, when I was starting out with programming, like I just had like three books and that's it. And then eventually the internet came along and search machines came along and Google, and then it just became a part of programming that you obviously would Google all the time because you can't keep all of that stuff in your head. Right, yeah. It just makes you more efi uh, efficient and more effective uh, if you can if you can use search machines to get all the information anytime. And AI, uh, generative AI language models like ChatGPT are in a way the next step for that. I can, if there is like some, I if I don't know the specifics of some API that I'm using in my code, instead of having to dig through all the documentation, I just can ask the AI and then and it's faster. Okay, that's cool. But I have also made the experience uh, if I use it to to actually write some more complex code or or longer uh, parts of of code, uh, then then it's 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 very quickly it gets uh, murky and it makes mistakes and you basically have to do it yourself. Yeah, then you don't know where so, you are or where the errors are or you have to go <laughs> through it all manually yourself. But yeah, exactly, that could be. Exactly. Sometimes I actually, uh, <clears throat> sometimes I think it actually took me longer than if I would have just written it myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's so like I don't. Yeah, in a way, I, I in a way, I hope it's a little bit like it was in the 1950s with like a nuclear technology. We'll have flying <laughs> cars, you know, by like 1980 or whatever. Uh, maybe, but I mean, some parts of it is definitely. Uh, it's. I'm just thinking of this like how immersive these environments, and ultimately these will be. The idea of a game slash a movie will probably kind of merge at some point, right? And and you will just be able to be in these worlds and stuff. And I'm, you know, that that fear I have. It's like. Man, a lot of people are going to spend a lot of time in those environments. Yeah, man-made, all their own dreams and preferences. Somebody showed. I saw it today. Somebody generated like, oh, Sweden in the '60s, right? It was AI generated. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, some point, considering what's happening out there in the streets now, right? With with just the the, the misery with everything, and, and us being replaced, and the 
overall, you know, uh, kind of uh, uh, what does he call it? Um, bowling, uh, bowling alone, right? The uh, forget the author's name uh, who, who did the seminal work on, on multiculturalism. Huh? He, 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 his argument was makes people closed in, right? They don't want to engage as much with the outside uh, world. They don't want to engage in their community. They tend to sit at home more, watch television more. That's one of the pluses, of course, with wonderful multiculturalism and diversity, right? So you, uh, my point is, uh, you can just see a lot of people would just, in, instead of then engaging in the real world, instead of actually, you know, doing something, uh, they would just flee into like a VR world where like everything is like they wanted to, an idyllic world, you know, kind of thing. Uh, and it scares me a little bit because I think it will be the, a very easy choice at some point here, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, what part AI will really play in that or whether it's overhyped or or whether it, it, it really can eventually do that, that it's just like on a whim creates your perfect utopian world that you personally want to live in and then you never have to leave the house again or so. I, I can't really foresee that at the moment. But in one way or another, this is, of course, a trend that is going to continue and that's happening, that um, technology is more and more used um, for escapism. And it's created specifically in such a way, especially modern AAA computer games are created in specifically in such a way that they drain as much of your time as possible. You're supposed to spend as much of as, as, as of, of your lifetime in those games as possible yeah so they can also monetize them in an optimal way and then they basically are designed to addict you it's like it's like digital crack uh so you can make you can do like really bad things with with games and a lot of those modern triple a games like I, I i hate them really <laughs> um yeah. like this whole monetizing uh, monetization concept of, of season passes where you don't buy a game and then you play it for some hours and then you do something else instead you you only subscribe to seasons and yeah. then you have to constantly so resubscribe every, again everything is a service it, right everything uh, is a service yeah. games is a service yeah. and so on so that's that's horrible and i hate it and um i have no because of course you know if you are right wing and you make video games there will always be people that are like very critical of that. And why do you make video games? They are degenerate, you know, <laughs> go outside, touch some grass, whatever. Um, <laughs> I get that, but um, I have a different perspective on that. I see it as an art form and, and just like movies and music. And there is a lot of really horrible music out there. And there's a yeah. lot of really horrible movies out there. Yeah. Doesn't discredit the entire um, medium Field. in itself, in my opinion. Yeah, and, it, and it's... So, always something we can use to our advantage as as, as well exactly we, you know we talked about that before we came on but a lot of you know nationalists and, and dissidents right-wingers whatever you want to call it uh have you know facts and it's statistics and it's numbers and look here's the truth you know kind of thing and and, and all those things are important and it needs to be backed by that but at the end of the day we've been very bad at engaging people with with their emotions right and, and kind of hooked them a little bit and that's of course what what the left and, and our many of our enemies out there have been very good at doing right every all of it is almost emotional it's not 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 even anything of the other in fact uh and so we have to kind of engage in that world like you do and like others do as well and and produce content and do things that are available for people that want a different side of this right and and ho you know hopefully as you said more and more people will come along it will get better and better more resources will be poured into it and as we go along we can be there and actually offer something else as well and engaging people in the emotions i say the movie thing is very much this right i think a lot of us have been hooked um or a lot of i should say a lot of people in in the west overall were 
swayed right by by the other side because it's they, they've grown up with these movies and stuff it's all emotional and we have virtually none of that i'd say at, at this point right yeah um that is that is true we um we actually really have almost none and that's that's something that kind of like uh, the re realization that hit me some time ago because I was very much thinking like, yeah, we're building like counterculture here and so on, but are we really? We're mostly just uh, talking about the same things ever, over and over again. And I mean, these are important things. I'm not saying you shouldn't talk sure, about yeah, them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but what really is there? Like what 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 right wing or? I mean, that's 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 uh, it's it's a difficult topic. But let's just for the sake of simplicity say right wing music, right wing art out there is there that you listen to on a daily basis that touches your heart that you that makes you feel better that makes you feel good when you're down that makes you motivated to go out and do stuff i don't know that you just like engage in on in your everyday life maybe even not so much on an ideological ground but just because you like it because yeah. it's something that you like and that is good that is well made yes that has quality to exactly it. And in some cases, they'd be like, if we can exclude the AIDS and have something, that, you know what I mean? Like, actually, that's just well-produced and still good, but it doesn't have any of the poison that is now always in there. Even that would be positive in and of itself. However, that would already be if, an achievement, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But if you can, an additional layer to that, right, of actually adding, you know, good messages and, and uh, you know, yeah, take stabs at some of the cringe mainstream cultural now, because the left always had this like, oh, we're we're the we're, you know, we're counterculture and we're blah, blah, blah. But now like, well, you have BlackRock on your side now. It's like everyone, <laughs> everyone backs you up. You, you're it. There, there's nothing you're fighting against here. Like everyone agrees with you. We, we have that position, but not yet kind of fully. I think actualize that like actually we are kind of our you know we're 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 the we're the hip cool outsiders now we we have to work we have to use that a little bit you know what I mean of sorts yeah absolutely I always um I'm a Gen I'm late millennial Gen Xer and I also grew up with this notion that uh, popular culture music etc it's rebellious it's like anti-establishment like we are the outsiders I mean in hindsight that was very naive because obviously that was like uh you know, uh, music produced like with a lot of money behind it, and <laughs> it was the mainstream. Yeah, but uh, I, I, it, it always was. But yeah, I, I had that in, in in that view, of course. And so it comes natural for me that like now I do this. You know, now I actually do this what I grew up with uh, as a kid. Only for me, it's obvious that uh, me as a right winger, like I'm the anti-establishment guy here. <laughs> uh, but but it also I also found out quickly what it actually means if you are really anti-establishment and not fake anti-establishment. <laughs> True. Yeah, you get you get you the get game banned. Gets banned and everything. I yeah. Yep. Um, but but um, what you what you said is like a very uh, um, uh, important thing for me that I, I think a lot about these days when I'm working on our current game. Um, that that you you remove the pause and then you add some 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 of our own um yeah ideas into it and how far should you go with that how blatant should you be how subtle should you be because the first game we made hammer defender was not subtle at all it was very obvious uh born out of my political activism and now with our new game i still want it to be political i still want it to be like very uh yeah i have a very clear message but at the same time it should just work as a game. It should be a good game. People yeah. should like playing it. They shouldn't just play it because, okay, it's right-wing, so I guess I have to play it now because there's nothing else that's <laughs> right-wing. Um, so, so it should be, you know, it should work as a game. It should be 
um, should have an, an interesting world that people want to like immerse themselves into and so on. Yeah. And, and, and that's like also criticism I got from, or, or not a criticism, but a feedback I got, which I found really interesting from a, a friend of mine. Uh, he played the game and he said, man, it's, it's, it's like a waste. Your game is so beautiful. And this is all just to make fun of trannies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not even worth I mean, it. <laughs> I, yeah, it's like it's like I, I get what I absolutely get get what he was getting at. Uh, I, 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 but I mean, the game is not just about me. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, no. we are we are making fun of trannies, <laughs> but there is uh, uh, a lot of other stuff in there also that is like positive, like uh, things that not just like that I make fun of, but but that represent something actually uplifting like you're fighting this evil corporation in the cyberpunk future but um there is also there is this um kind of hideout i, I mean we will see that later when we play the game <laughs> um I'll but there is also like I, I have the the negative aspect and the positive aspect and it's both in the game it's not just focusing on the negative that's that's what what is important to me yeah exactly this game. yeah because sometimes yeah it's like uh... Yes, I, I understand exactly what you mean, and and you can get you, sometimes you get that in music too. It's like this. Well, this is not you know this is anti you know mainstream culture, leftist culture. So therefore, here let me shove this in your face of like our messages, and it's almost like too much, you know what I mean? Or like it's it's just it's just all in your face, and sometimes you just have to kind of back off. And yeah, it needs to be more subtle and stuff. But the, you know, it, you you work these things out. It, it's a, it's a, that's an art form in and of itself. It's it's a, it's, it's a process. It's an evolution. Yeah. Like this game is definitely a lot more, a lot less um, blatant or whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it than the first one. I think the next game we will make. I mean, I hope we will make more games if this one is successful. Yeah. Um, it all depends on the success of this one. Um, it probably won't be political. It will be politically in some way, but but not explicitly political, or maybe not. I'm not sure yet. But I definitely want to make at least one game at some point that is just uh, that just tells a story that probably trans transports certain values and ideas that we that we have yeah. that are important to us. But not like this game. Very clearly, the Great Rebellion. Very clearly refers to like the current current the current current events and current yeah um, right trends and such mm -hmm. um but you can tell so many stories i mean i don't know look at uh, it's almost cliche but uh, look at the lord of the rings it's like uh it's, it's a great timeless uh, story that you can read a lot out of you can interpret many things into it but it's 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 not uh completely obvious it's not like one thing means exactly that uh, Tolkien himself actually didn't like this this analogous uh, way of reading his book. Like this means that. And this exactly. Means that. Yep. I remember um, that. And and that's that's also kind of something I'm let's say I'm working towards. It's it's a process. Yeah. With, yeah. with every game, I, I learn more. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, with music, I've heard that sometimes, and it, it's fine. You know, people are, are, are trying what about. Yeah, subtlety is very important. You want to leave that. You kind of want to leave room, right? And that's what I even feel with modern movies. I mean, you know, itself, there's like yes, it's propaganda in them, but they're like, it's just like a wall. You know what I mean? It's it's constant. Whether it's you know the the action, the music, the pace, the cutting, and whatever. Just you go back a couple of decades and watch something. It was much more of an art form, and you're you're invited into it. You know what I mean? And you you become part of it, and and you're in it as opposed to just this like here's all our message. I'm not saying that this is that, or or any people in the right does that, but I'm saying 
leftist culture, mainstream culture does that these days. Here's a, let me shove these, you know, first two minutes of this new TV show. Let me shove all the degenerate crap in your face right away. Yeah. And he's like, all right, okay, I'm turning that off. <laughs> the, the, the propaganda has really gotten a lot worse. There is this, yeah. um, I'm sure you know American Krogan. Yes, of um, course. Yeah. And then, and then guy, he was on Guide to Culture. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, they talked about this movie, A Time to Kill, I think it was called, where like this black guy's daughter, I think, gets raped and killed by a bunch of white rednecks, as is, of course, constantly happening in real life. And, <laughs> um, and then he kills them. And yeah, whatever. It's a, But it's a well-made movie. It's like objectively a good movie. It's well-written, great actors, everything. I saw it as a kid myself, uh, this mm -hmm. movie. And, and I didn't realize that it was propaganda. I just thought, oh, I guess that's how it is, like in the United States. Yeah. yeah. I just took it for, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. I like I liked watching it. Yeah. So, so, so that was good propaganda, but they've gotten really sloppy. They right have now. gotten sloppy. That's just it. It's fascinating that they're just, they get lazy and they just think they got it now in the bag. And of course, that's producing now. When it gets too obvious, then it's producing a lot of more um yeah you know pushback against those things essentially and and that therefore the need for like something outside of those realms most people just kind of revert back a few decades i just watch older movies or whatever but i wish we had you know i think we'll get there but you know more movies newer movies movies that people like us make and and still you know good man there's so many stories that can and should be told that i'm just feeling we're like forgetting whether it's you know, old European stories about our own history, about our own heritage, you know, about, all, you know, those things, our own myths, you know, there, there's so much there that can just be dug into. Uh, or the current thing that's happening, the, 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 the pain and the, the hurt from, <laughs> from our experiences and, and us and seeing our kids growing up and in some parts they're in minorities now in our own country. I think those stories need to be told, you know what I mean? And they need to be told in an emotional way that gets this across, that people connect with. That's what I think, in a way. Yeah, that's very true. That's a very good point. Like, we would have lots of stories to tell, stories about things that we experience ourselves. And, um, I mean, I personally am a, bit, a fan of the whole cyberpunk genre. I guess you can also see it in the games. Um, and, and cyberpunk is dealing with certain, yeah, technological developments and, and social trends and developments. But it, it, it's, a, it's a product of, of uh, mostly liberal writers from the late 80s, early 90s, maybe. Yeah. Um, so that reflects also in them. And there are many topics that are just completely like never touched, like, yeah, ethnic conflicts, the, the results of, of multiculturalism. And then all these stories, like, that's just... Uh, kind of like glossed over so you could you could you could uh, write a lot of stories that that deal with that in a realistic way of course you would probably also get banned if you do that <laughs> but yeah there are many stories yeah um we, we just have to tell stories uh, i know it's, it's it's hard and it's um it's also like um it's hard in the sense that it's you have to like kind of force yourself sometimes if you're politically active because I, at least in my experience there's often this this thinking like but that's a waste of time you know mm -hmm. i have to be active now I can't like to make video games or play video games or, or, or tell stories or so, but um, yeah, at least some people. And not everybody is, I think, has the right mindset for that or character or whatever. But some people who who, who are good good at this stuff, um, they really need to get to it. Basically. Yeah, the, the natural this. the natural talent that's there. I think it's better to hone that than to try to force something that you're maybe not good at or would you know what i mean like you would do it kind of yeah. a half-assed job at that or whatever yeah use use the talents 
you know, anyone, you know, listening, watching this out there as well. Yeah, you should find some way of tapping that into still doing something that's good and and, and pushing things in our direction, if you will. Uh, but still something that you're passionate about that you like to do because you'll do a better job at it at the same time as opposed to forcing something and going against, you know, your own, uh, you know, kind of what you want to do. So now that's a that's a per perfect marriage there. And we'll play here in a little bit. But uh, so the Great Rebellion, that's the. Um, uh, the follow-up game here, Heimat right. Defender. Uh, obviously, I think I'm the, the Great Reset at the same time. You know, there are a lot of those kinds of themes in there. Did, yeah, I, I've been thinking a lot about the the, the game for uh, the name for the new game because, of course, uh, Heimat Defender is now like a bird name in in, in Germany. You can't uh, use it anymore if you want to advertise the new game if it's called Heimat Defender Two or so. <laughs> um, but also creatively, it has moved a bit away from from the first game, so it was, I think, appropriate to give it a different name. And the Great Rebellion, it's like it kind of like came very naturally because it's it could could either be interpreted as the counter to the Great Rebe uh, Reset or the Great Replacement, whichever you mm -hmm. prefer. Yeah, that's that's right. Yep, of course. Yep. <laughs> and that's basically the title. Yeah. Yep. And it's um yeah we really tried to to put in like deeper gameplay, more in, involving gameplay, um, just just. Yeah, just improve on the game a lot. Like I wanted to try out some new technologies that I have not uh, been been uh, that I have never done uh, uh, something with before. The levels in this game are uh, quasi randomly generated, so it's a little bit different every hmm. time you play it. Oh, um, because that's that's something I really wanted to to try out for a long time, like procedural generation of the game world. And so, and we have like a dynamic soundtrack that, that when 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 you enter a room with enemies, then the music gets more. Um, you know, a bit more like action, uh, like faster, you know, more, more, more ad adrenaline pumping and uh, such things. So we really tried to up the, the, the quality of it. I mean, sure, we are still working on a shoestring budget and with very limited resources. But um, I mean, the team is also bigger. The first game, as I said, was mostly made by two people, Retro Rebel and me. And uh, I'm still the only full-time dev, uh, but um, I, I do get quite some support from, from other people who work in the free time on the game. Um, there's uh, two more developers that have joined over the course of the development of the game. Um, some people helping me with graphics. I have a, um, a good friend of mine from England who uh, writes all the text. So it's very international, like people from, from the UK, from Denmark, from France, from Germany, Austria, and uh, yeah, that and, and the United States are in some way or another involved with this game. So yeah. nice, nice. All right, well, let's uh, let's fire this up here a little bit, huh? We gotta gotta check this <coughs> out. Uh, I'll play a little bit here too, and you can uh, yeah, if you wanna have some input on top of it or something. Is it my yeah, well, well, one thing I have <laughs> to like a little disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> this is work in progress. This oh, is no just worries. the current the current version as is. I'm pretty sure there is a bug in the intro which we will probably encounter, but it's it's good. it should be fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> we oh, just pretend good. we haven't seen anything. Oh no, it's all good. <laughs> okay, that's Don't it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all right, uh, so we'll do a new game here. All right, You're playing so with uh, with mouse, right? Not yes. Yep. Game. Definitely. Okay, mouse. Right. Yep. So affirmative. Select game mode. Affirmative action. The training mode. If you die, you, <laughs> you only replay the current level. You're cheating. Your guns, cash, and health are res reset to how they were before you started the first level. You can also replay any previous level as many times as you want. You won't get to see through. Uh, you won't get to see the real ending of the game, though. There you go. Or white male. The difficulty setting for real gamers contains permadeath, meaning if you die, you lose all your weapons and, if and items, uh, and have to start l at level one again. You can, however, 
keep all your black market upgrades. Well, I ha I, I'm not a gamer, but I have to play as white to that male. Uh, okay, easy. I think we'll pick that because I'm not usually... I haven't played in a long time. My son, uh, Rourke, is just getting into playing some games now. So I'm like re reviving my uh, Steam account here <laughs> for, for the first time. Playing a couple of games, you know what I mean? Here and there. All right, here we go. Years, 20XX. Many years ago, globalist oligarchs formed the immensely powerful Corporation for Global Homogenization. There you go. In the first half of the 21st century, many terrible crises unfolded. Uh, from the ashes, a new system emerged. The corporation now owns everything, and we own nothing. We also got a, um, a singer to contribute to the soundtrack. Oh, cool. In here. Nice. So we also have some, some real vocals in there, which are very Nice. Yeah, I like the style nice. of it. This systematically destroyed the hopes that our world was built on and replaced it with our own global governance. All things are now registered in the digital cyberverse. Every animal, tree, bird, marriage, contract, or person. Every, and every move, dream, and interaction. Every thoughts are, or your very thoughts, I should say, are legally theirs. There we go. That's the pod man right there. Uh, majority of people in what used to be Europe have been transformed into so-called beyond humans. We got the transhumanist element here. Once human beings now genetically altered and controlled by implants in their brains, man's essence to the new overlords is nothing but a source of errors in need of fixing. Identity, heritage, fate, outdated concepts, uh, hindrances to an AI-controlled heaven. Nice. <laughs> well, not nice, but you know. Uh, after training most people into rootless drones, the next step will be to reset the world and remove the human factor from the equation entirely. Some high-tier members of the corporation hatched a new sinister plan and are swarming around a new shadowy leader. The, the goal, build the world back better into an automated system that have absolute control, uh, they have absolute control over. But there are some who resist. Here's the story of those who opposed a global machine. This is the story of the Great Rebellion. Another day is about to start in Euroland. I'm uh, narrating for some of the uh, podcast audience here, too. <laughs> says here, I refuse to go along with this any longer. I've seen the lies. The corporation doesn't have anything over me anymore. I'm not a domesticated animal. Welcome to Europe, technocrat scum. You're a disease and I'm the cure. <laughs> Let's go. But that's, the, that's the protagonist. He decides he's had enough of this. That's, that's just it. Time to get out of your pod and go to work. Human 1028. What, uh, do you want to tell what's the significance of that? 1028? Human 1028? Uh, it's a, it's a, a reference to a Bible verse, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Time to go to work. It's smash, smash this chip back into the supercomputer it came from. Maybe this is also something I should talk about. Like, um, we we are a relatively diverse team in in, in, in certain ways, and we also have um, people of different uh, religious, uh, yeah, beliefs. Of course. In our team. Yeah. And uh, the the guy who wrote the, the text is is Orthodox, but we also have people who are more like pagans or yeah. Best Maybe way to do it. <laughs> Get a good mix. We're, uh, Europeans are diverse. We don't need any other diversity. Let me put it that way. Exactly. Uh, okay, so scanning your face, checking against blockchain, facial recognition, data, logging in. 
Welcome to the Cyber Earth Citizen 1028. Uh, we're updating your needs and necessities. We've noticed you have spare digital currency. Well, that's about to come, right? Savings are illegal. Of course it is. We have added you to another subscription service so this currency can continue to circulate. Please enjoy your new subscription to the Pretty Little Ponies Cosplay Meetups. Holy shit. All right. So, so this is, uh, here you can indulge a little bit in the in the life that people have in this, in this world. Products, rent, sexual food, order synthetic food, post your opinions to social. Oh, damn, we don't mind. Let's get some synthetic food. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to incredible, in, inedible. <laughs> I can't believe it's not food. Please wait while we scan the blockchain for your recent meal data. We've noticed you have been eating a lot of organic food recently. You're, uh, you ate a potato from your friend's garden. This potato was not grown in one of our labs. We're downgrading you from synthetic meat to our bi uh, bug-based. There you go. Yeah, bug-based diet. We have a surplus of spider spinach. Mm. Minus two social credit points. There you go. All right. Cool. So now you have to just keep on running without getting taking a finger off the... I hope it worked. Oh, it worked. Okay. You just keep going. Keep moving. Funny. But it's all good. All There's some good stuff. The, I think we have, uh, is that uh, Tariq Nasheed up there, top right? <laughs> maybe. Maybe <laughs> he was the it looks like white people battle. Like so this is your, your workplace with all the inspirational corporate art, of course. Exactly. Yeah, worshipping the uh, the bearded uh, uh, diversity uh, higher up there. Outside. Good morning, citizen. The world of human 10, uh, 1028. Upload your dream data to the blockchain. Do that go. every day to see that you are not having any incorrect dreams. Thank you for uploading your, uh, your dream data to the global home blockchain. <laughs> uh, it will be analyzed according to our compass and community guideline rules. You receive a green pass valid for the next 24 hours and may not proceed. All right. Oh, I got to grab it first. There we go. Black trans people are scared. There you go. <laughs> Stop. You're no longer required for work. The new Beyond Human <coughs> model will take uh, will be taking your place. Go home now and consume product, human number 28, uh, or 1028. Exit the building the same way you came in. Okay, I can't, I can't move on. Okay, he's saying the same thing there. Okay, yeah, all right, let's head back. Can I get some more stuff? No? Okay. Hey, Tariq. Violation here, safety rules. Uh, you've removed your safety and tracking microchip. You must be sick. We're closing your central banking digital currency account. Uh, prepare for quarantine, human 28. Shit. Recalculating. You must be educated or exterminated. You're a threat to e equality as laid out by the community standards of the Corporation for Global Homogenization. As a white person, you're not entitled to, trial, uh, to a trial in order to atone for your privilege. Computing. Uh-oh. What is that? I'm, I'm Europa. There's no time to explain. Come with me if you want to live. All right. Yeah, so that's the introduction, and now you're uh, going to the tutorial where you learn the controls and all that. Okay, cool. Europa is, is transported you to safety and shows you the nice. ropes. Okay, hey, wake up, rubber guards. Dream data living in a pot under the rule of an oppressive multinational corporation that pol uh, polices your every thought. You must have hit your head pretty hard. I'll teleport to you. I'm just kidding. That's all very much the reality of the situation. I just like to mess with people after they've been through a portal for the first time. It's okay. They're still alive, I promise. You are now safe in my realm. I've brought you here for your training. Here you can practice new abilities. I've given you follow me. Okay. I'll jump there. Uh, I've been partying with the physical fitness of heroes of the Bronze Age. Nice. 
Mm. <laughs> you can now perform a double jump. Go to over to the app and jump, then jump again in midair to perform a double jump and reach the other side. Whoa! Almost. There we go. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Tutorial. I tell you, I'm, I'm rusty on the video game front. Shoot down the three, uh, three drones. To progress, we deactivate them to make them harmless. They can't hurt you. Yeah, okay, I think you have to talk to her again. Yeah, okay, no, okay, yeah. Well done, you're gonna use your new physical fitness. Now you will need to practice using your laser weapons. Uh, it is safe. They only damage robots and cyborgs. In fact, our weapons are actually free. Uh, actually, free the Europeans trapped inside the corporation's box. Okay, shoot down the three drones to progress. We're back with them. Okay. okay. Uh, is it with yeah, e? so Oh, mouse button. Little... Okay, yep. Yeah, now you have to aim with the mouse. Oh, there you go. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, on this as, a, as, a, as a little nod to the old Sonic the Hedgehog games. Got gotcha. you. Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't see. I, I, I didn't get that. I can look around. I'm not sure. If, that's yeah. not usually. Maybe platform games are like that these days. They use both like that. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit uh, of a departure from the from the basic uh, classic platforming uh, formula. It's more like a shooter platformer. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay, we we'll get a couple of more. Up a little bit. Oh, so there's a European inside of each uh, drone there, huh? Yeah, yeah. You don't actually <laughs> kill your enemies, you just free them. You free them. Okay, that that's, that's nice. I like yeah. that. Your next ability, well, not that that's anything wrong with, uh, you know, taking out your enemy, but you know what I mean. Uh, you sure, next but we, you know, I mean, there is also legal reasons why we have to keep it as well as free oh, as Of course, exactly. No, you gotta, you gotta be smart, think outside the box, you know. Your next but ability... makes you creative, you know. Exactly, yep. Uh, your next ability comes courtesy of Hermes. Nice, the messenger god. You can now dash by pressing the right mouse button. You always dash in the direction you're aiming. Okay, to get the platform above you, you have to use your dash in combination with your double jump. Double jumping alone won't be enough to get you over some obstacles. While dashing, you can, uh, can't also be hurt. Okay. So you'll, you'll dash in the direction which you... Of the, of the arrows? Uh, where, where you are... The okay. Let's see. If I can go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I see. Ah, ah, almost. <laughs> see, this is my. Here's my boomer. <laughs> my so boomer the, the controls are a bit uh, complex. To, to, to oh, so I dash. Oh, I see. I dash forward. Let me try that again. Ah! <laughs> you 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 dash where the where the mouse pointer is. So basically, just um, point upwards with the mouse. Do this now. And then you'll dash. I gotta hold it. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Mm -hmm. Ah, this little boomer, huh? Not bad. Five tries. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh. Shoot, guys. Oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah, you can you can dash. Uh, yeah. You can talk to her, then she will explain it to her. But basically, I can also tell you, you can just uh, dash through these, then... Okay, important feature, dash ability is that you're yeah. involved. Oh, okay, while I'm using it. That's right, she said that you can't be hurt while you're using it. Okay, got, got so, it. So basically, you have to use that, especially for some boss enemies. Uh, okay. Because otherwise, you can't dodge the bullets. Transference, okay. That's it. And I don't have to, you can just do... Oh, wait. There we go. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, let's talk to her again. Now you can only jump through certain platforms from below. You can also let yourself fall through them. Just press down on a platform, like ones below you now. Okay, there we go. Cool. All right. Nice. 
So this is why these tutorials, you know, many people are like already involved in that and like, I know what to do, all the things, but you actually, you do actually need them because there's always something, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, sure, if you, if you play these games a lot, then, then you will know most of it. But uh, yeah, so many people have, have been really dumbfounded. And people don't read manuals anymore. No, exactly. They just know. Yep, exactly. So you have to have the game explain it to you. But it will be in the final game. If you have once played the tutorial, you can just skip it. So I don't have to do that exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, this is fun. Uh, well done fitting in his room left open. Portal uh, near auto map. You can scroll around and see the entire level by clicking and dragging on the map if you need to get somewhere quickly. Select a portal. Okay, portals are shown on the auto map. Click one and instantly teleport to that room. This can be helpful for going back to pick up items you made. Well, that's good because then you don't have to like walk all the way back, right? Uh, yeah, like I said, especially in the, in the larger levels, it's sometimes it could be very boring. Uh, you maybe have like some item that you have to pick up or so you can just teleport around. Oh, so, I'll check for you. How do you pull up the auto map again? Uh, um, uh -huh, it's a bit hidden there. <laughs> uh, you would have to press sh uh, tab. So there's like this little. Oh, there we go. Okay, cool. Right, yeah. exactly. And you could just uh, click on that little. The green. Little thingy there. The, 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 the portal. Um, the violet. There we yeah. go. And if you press tab again, okay. it will close. Oh, okay, there we go. Okay. That's basically it. That's what you have to do. And then you, uh, okay, yeah, to learn that you can. Yeah, you teleport back. Okay, gotcha. Oh, it says tab there. Look at that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, it was it was hidden by the by the uh, prompt that you can talk to. Gotcha, gotcha. Have okay. Placed that a bit differently. Like it appears here, not one. We're getting portal sickness. That if you use an electronic lock chest, these contains items to the technocrats don't want us to have. You will find them through your missions, and they can only be opened with a key card. They can contain ma magical items that grant. Use special powers, or they can contain laser weapons. Collect the key card, open the chest, and you'll find a crown of Caesar in this one. Nice. The crown will grant you the ability to damage enemies when you hit them with your dash. Pick it up after you have opened the chest. Okay. Yeah, so basically you can find all kinds of items in the levels that give you special powers that are usually some reference to some European cultural... That's nice. Yeah, I like that. Whatever, yeah. That's like awesome. you can find... The crowd of Caesar or yeah. uh, Alexander the Great's uh, armor and <laughs> That's cool, yeah, I like that. Let's see, that's, that's the kind of stuff we need, yeah. After a part, inside the destructible chest is a spirit companion to pick up. Companions will follow you through anything uh, and give you more special attacks. Again, you press E to pick up the companion, okay. Companions are partial spirits uh, of historical and mythical figures. This one part of the spirit of King Arthur. Uh, King Arthur can unleash the Knights of the Round Table with his attack. Companion abilities will take short time to recharge before you can use them again. They're a little rusty, as Europeans have mostly forgotten that for so long. You can speed up the recharge by destroying enemies, however. Okay, interesting. So basically, uh, these, these companions are very important. You can find them in the level and they will give you special attacks. Uh, you have to destroy this, uh, just shoot at, uh, yeah, yeah, just shoot at this. There you go, and okay. There he is, and now you can collect him. And then shift it says there too. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I see. I see. And there is this little bar. It, it takes some time to recharge before you can use it again. It's a very powerful attack. Oh, and you nice. can have many of these companions. You can have five, five or six or so. They will they will follow you around at the same time. Very, yeah, yeah. And then oh, you nice. can get very powerful. Okay. And there is also uh, you can um, unlock characters throughout the game that you can talk with. And mm -hmm. there is one that is. Um, that is kind of uh, based on the on the historical, like the uh, historian Herodotus. 
and he will tell you stories about each of the uh, companions you can find in the game. So like basically, oh, nice. gamers, you know, there is a bit of an educational aspect in it as well. Exactly. That you, know, that cool. you get to know some of European history. Oh, there it is. So I wanted to really like to have this like marriage of the old and the new. On the one hand, it's like a futuristic cyberpunk setting with laser guns and, and hacking and, and cyberspace and everything. I like that. But there is also the, the, the spirit of, of old Europe uh, kind of like giving oh. you giving you wings, so to say, and, and, and helping you out in your, um, yeah, in your fight. Going back to wall, guys. Did I use E to go back? and check that out exactly just always e is the yeah, interactive interactive part. is right yeah oh nice all right some <laughs> mushrooms and ufos i like that <laughs> yeah it's cool european man i love the Wald gang this is a truly magical place i just missed the wind on my face though there's a mountain in the center of the forest i wonder if europa would let me take some men up there to build a village Nice. Yeah, you can talk to these. They are always randomly generated and a bit different every time. And oh, you can really? talk to these during the mission. I mean, not unlimited, but there's like 20 different things you can say. That cycle. Yeah, okay, that's cool. It's uh -huh. a little. Uh, basically, after every mission, you return here to the Valkan and you can like chill a bit, you know, talk to them, okay. buy upgrades. Nice. Okay, so this is like your home base kind of. Uh, this is the home place. base. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And you will find you will find characters throughout the game that you can unlock. And it, currently, it's still a bit empty. But as, the longer you play the game, the more characters will be in there, and they oh, can okay. give you also like bonuses and tell you stories and such. Or here you can watch the news, what's happening outside. In <laughs> mostly, mostly peaceful. Protesters of of color have torn down the big steel tower made by old white men in the capital of Trade Zone Five of your land. Experts are working to find out the exact socioeconomic factors in which might have caused this. <laughs> but we can we can all agree the world is a better place without such relics of, of a dark past. Come back after your next mission for more news. Alright, that's fun. That's cool. <laughs> so there's always a bit like the, the poking fun uh, at, at the current world. Yes, I, I but like that. at the that. same time trying to have like a we need world. That. I saw, what is that, some like <laughs> cyborg tranny there too on the news? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the news <laughs> broadcast is like a cyborg tranny. <laughs> <laughs> cool, I'm just yeah, This is still empty at the moment, but... Okay, uh, so this fills up you, or something? Yeah, okay, I'm just checking it out it here. It fills up with those characters, yeah. Okay, exactly. cool. <clears throat> Alright, make sure we don't... Oh, no, we got it. The Waldgangs, if I want to get out of here, I should go... Oh, there's something here. Oh, that's another character there. Let's see, Priestess of Regarding the Fountain of Youth. It allows us to bring some of the Resistance members back to if they failed a mission. The Fountain does not accept everyone, though. It only works on a few selected individuals. Okay, interesting. So basically, if you die, you will be resurrected here, and you will lose all your weapons, but um, there is a certain type of upgrade you can keep. So even if you die, you have to start all over again, or you at least have to start the current level again. Oh, I see. But okay. you can buy upgrades so that it gets a bit easier next time. So even if you die, you progress, uh, you make some progress at least. Okay. You say, or could I go? <coughs> could I go through that? No. Uh, no, you you will automatically spawn here if you if you die. If you if I die, then okay, but, okay, gotcha. But you can't really do anything here. It's just uh, okay to explain to people because it's a bit confusing because you die and then you have to play the current level again and it will be randomly generated again that's the whole uh roguelike concept oh uh, yeah there is no real ultimate in, in, in the Balkan. okay okay so so how to get out of here <laughs> uh just go to the right yeah I, actually there should be an automate it just isn't in this version there will be one okay no worries 
Okay, this is the, the black market Gus, Gus Fox, Fox. The okay. black market yeah. trader. Yeah. Oi, oi, Psst, over here. I'm Gus, pleased to make your acquaintance, fella. You're a fella, right? Can't be too careful in uh, 20XX. On your adventures, you're likely to gain negative social credit scores for your, uh, let's just call them extra legal activities. Bring me uh, that social credit after every mission, and I can upgrade your health, movement, ammo, guns, and abilities. You don't have to ask me how. And I don't ask you how you came by your social credit score. We have an understanding, mate? Yes, indeed. So basically, uh, during the, the levels, you, you, you lose social credit. You always get negative social credit. Yep. And the less social credit you have, the more credit you have in the Valkan, the more the system hates you, basically, the more you... Uh, respect you have, and then you can get those upgrades from him for the negative social credit. Nice. So this is our uh, safe space uh, right here. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> a powerful disinformation bot called the Eye uh, has a hold on all the tracking technology in the city. If I open up the portal to the rest of the resistance commandos, we risk being tracked. You must go back to the city and destroy the disinformation bot so I can safely bring them to our base. Okay, disinformation information, it makes no difference. I'm the one with the laser gun. Base. Yeah, we made a point of, of making the protagonists only talk in, in action hero one-liners. Oh, okay, good. No, exactly. General rule. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> There's a good wholesome uh, game I can show to Rorik here, you know? My oldest. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's something you can play <laughs> with your kids. Yeah. Okay, now it's generating the level because it's uh yeah it's it's uh, randomly generated every time. Nice. And now it's it's done. And now you can press E, and then the actual game starts. Okay, there we go. Quite so a long, see. quite a long. Oh, that's fine. Intro, but it's me that's slow as well. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is not when the action starts. Um, you can press escape, and then you can check your inventory. There you see all your upgrades you have, uh, if you go up there, inventory. Uh, there uh, we go. Yep, okay. Uh, here you can... These are all the upgrades you can get. You can buy in the black market throughout the game. Mm -hmm. You currently don't have any, and you have to also unlock some. You will find them in the levels. Gotcha. And you can see your weapons and your items here. Okay. <coughs> yeah, it's basically just... Uh, yeah. Okay, nice. So you can see what you can really do. In the beginning, you only have this pea shooter, but uh, enemies. That's how it's supposed to be, enemies. though. You get a, you know. They're like a laser gun. Yeah. Uh, the enemy is just like some robots. Like, the enemies are all robots, but we, we don't have uh, uh, yeah, humans as enemies. Exactly. No, that's good. I like that. Because of reasons. I oh, yeah, start shooting at these, right? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. Joan of Arc. Yeah, her holy aura clears the bullets around you. Okay, nice. All right. So basically, if you press shift with her, all the bullets will disappear from you. Okay. Gotcha. 
gotta be careful because no white male here, so everything uh, will be. Uh, I will die. Oh, okay, that was a little mine almost or something there. Yeah, and the, the companions can also disappear. Like if you get hit, they also take damage and eventually will disappear. Okay. So. Get him while he's there. Tricky to hit this oh. Yeah. Oh, should have used the right there. Uh, yeah, to pre press shift. Yep, yeah. just did it. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. I always, I'm always like, I always have to, it's, it's horrible when you want to, I mean, it's horrible, but when you want someone playing your game, you always have to I know. No, 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 do this. I know, exactly. Shut up and not trust me. Like, do this, do this, do that. You can also hear the, the bullets of enemies that just dash them through and like, shoot them. Okay. Also, okay, now you defeated all the enemies in this room and you lost some social credit. Okay. Yeah. No. Awesome. No. Okay. No. Yeah, these are rooms where you sometimes find um, uh, unlockable characters or new upgrades. Okay. And if you want to go back, you can just press tab. Okay, that's right. Teleport. Back to A. Okay. And then I have to tab. To tab. Okay, yeah. there we go. There we go. That makes sense. So that way you don't have to backtrack so much. Okay. And then the top right, you see a little map. Also. Map, exactly. Yep. Where I need to go is that usually what it shows me? Let's see. Yellow yeah, posters of Europe and, you know, here and there. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Okay. There's some stuff hidden in the in the background. Yeah, where we're supposed to go. We were in there, right? We we came from there. Uh, or no? Yeah, but you have to basically go to the right. This level is still relatively simple. You just have to go from left to right. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, for the most part. Explore this room a little bit more. Is there anything else in here? Let me see. Curious. Uh, is that something? No. Oh no, that's no. just okay. 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 Now there is nothing in here anymore. But if you go to the right from this room, there is uh, the shop. Then we'll, okay, gotcha. Yep. Buy stuff. There's Gus Fox again. Okay, yeah. These are my friends. With good prices. I know you have. The look of a lad or ladette. It's uh, 20xx after all. Uh, that can have the wool pulled over their eyes. Okay. If captain's a good time and skin of your teeth, mate, what can I sell you today? Then mucka. Alright, let's see what we got here. Weapon, lightning rod, yeah, this, price 100. This, this character has been written by, yeah, by, by our uh, guy from the UK who wrote all the text. Good. He uh, gave him this, like, I, I, I guess it's Cockney? Oh, yeah, slang? yeah, Cockney accent. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's going to be fun to just. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he really did a great job, I think, at giving the, 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 yeah, the character the flavor. Nice. So yeah, you can buy Beowulf's stuff here. Beard. Okay, well, do I have, to, I, do I have 62? Is that what I have? 
you have 62, I guess you okay, still there have... We go. Yeah. So I'm gonna... So now you will, if you defeat the boss enemy, you'll drop more health. And you can also buy key cards to open chests with or health. Okay. And, and weapons, of course. And here you can sell... You can sell weapons. Sell weapons there if I have... Okay, yeah, I see. Yeah. Let me see. Blaster... Okay. Alright, okay, cool. That's armor, that's very helpful because if you have armor, um, if you get hit, um, first of all, it will trigger like a, a, a little attack that will actually damage the enemies to hit you. Okay. And also, if you get hit with armor, your companions don't take damage. So if you want to protect your companions, it's good to always have armor. And you will keep them longer, basically. Now look at the background, that guy's Groomer Z. Groomers, yeah. Groomers. Yeah. Like it's an advertisement for whatever. You can take what, what could groomers be. <laughs> can I go? Oh, no. Okay. Maybe that. I think there was a health up there if you if you jumped uh, up those. Up there, yeah. Yeah, there we go. So the great weapon, but sometimes enemies drop like uh, basic weapons. Okay. Nice. It's the plasma prototype. It, it shoots very slow bullets, but it's better than nothing. Well, there's a few of them at least. That's nice. Whoop. Yeah, see, this is fun. I wish I could do this the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, I can't go back. Oh, shit. No, now you have to defeat the enemy to get Okay. That's, that's ammo. Uh, like, uh, oh, down there. Okay, yep. Yeah, sure. That's right. Where's my overall health? Oh, it's up there. Yeah, it's kind of low. Up there, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Let's see health, armor, social credit, and money. And on the top, uh, on the bottom left, you see your ammunition. Let's see. This is some of those things. The jumping thing has always <laughs> never been like my strong thing. Games like, you have to jump just so in some of the platform games. That's always funny. <laughs> I, I know there are people who, who okay, I <laughs> personally like it. That's a better weapon. Oh, that that one right there. Yeah. This one. Okay, that's faster too. Okay, yeah. There we go. Okay. There we go. Yeah, that that is a better weapon. 
sure we got. Should we go down there, maybe? Usually the, the hidden upstairs are always uh, really cool. Uh, okay. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, Cleared. Oh, okay. So that you really should like clear, clear all the rooms type thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. If, if you enter a room, you have to clear it before you can leave it again. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. And some of the rooms are optional, but yeah, some you have to go through. Okay. See, so we had. Yeah. Wait. If you go down, uh, there are two more. You can kind of see the doors on the on the mini map. There are oh. two of the bottom. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, now you're dropped into another room. Got a new one? Oh, okay. <laughs> Whoop, time to get out of here. Take a look. Shelter! Oh, da da da! Stop! Has a white male died? Is that it? Yes, so it seems not. He will rise again. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, this is fun. I like, I like this. It was a good round. I'm gonna, play, I'm gonna keep playing some of this I mean, later, you know. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the game is, is designed around this this loop. You, it's basically intended if you die a few times, and then you can buy upgrades, and then you can progress, and so you kind of die through the game. Gotcha. Nice. No, I like it. Good. It's good. It's good stuff. So, uh, so tell us a little bit how people can. Uh, are you? Um, when do you anticipate a release? Can people pre-order the game, or how does that work through your site? That's primarily where people would get it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, as as said, like uh, Steam, etc. They'll probably kick us again. Whatever. I don't even want to bother anymore at this point. You can, you will be able to buy the game through our site, uh, great slash rebellion .com. Um, We don't really have a possibility to pre-order at the moment because we kind of have to build the shop system still. <laughs> Um, but it will. Like, I'm pretty optimistic that we will be able to release before Christmas still. So okay, you can good. buy the nice. game as a as a present for yeah, your loved ones or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you can buy it on on our website. And um, one thing that that I really want to reiterate is like this isn't a one time thing. We want to become an actual game studio. We want to keep on making games. Making games is a lot of work. I want to do this full time, and I want other. I want to allow other people to do it full time, and all of that stuff basically costs money. And so we are really dependent on this game becoming a success. So um, this will decide basically what we can do in the future. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, if you support what we are doing, buy our game. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's. that's, uh, that's I know it sounds it sounds like uh, there is this thing among many right wingers, or at least some right wingers, that that you're basically like you know, uh, it's almost like like dishonorable or something to try and actually make money. I, I know, yeah, doing. exactly. You know what I mean? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, like we, we need people to do bit. this full time. That's the that's the point yeah, of it. You have to have people that are yeah, exactly and self sufficient. Why should you get paid uh, for your work like everybody else does? I mean, yeah. Well, so. if, we, if we have a bunch of uh, I mean, let's just be honest, that's usually that's just that that's poverty thing. That's like, you know, loser mentality. We have Yes. We should be, we should have more resources. We should have millions at our disposal and do these things and you know inject our messages into into mainstream culture on every level on on every in every uh, point and every sphere. So that's 
No, no, I, I, I don't agree with that at all. We have to have more people that are professional that do these things full time. We, we got to support our own community. That's just what it is. I mean, we don't have any. There's no angel investors or like you know massive uh, you know sponsors and big corporations and stuff. So yeah, for for right now, it's that's it's uh, you know support support your people that do stuff like this, guys. That that's what it's all about. Uh, and the more you know we uh, make, the better it gets. The more time we have, the more resources we can get. The more resources you have, you can do it better, etc. And then you keep building. I mean, as I say, I mean, look at um, look at you know, what Hollywood was or, or the beginning. We we start, started talking about that, right? How the video games were in the beginning. It's not that we're starting all over, but it's almost like we're you know our in our sphere of things, not infected by all these uh, global homo aids everywhere. We're essentially starting over, right? We're starting small. And you have to build that up slowly, one piece at a time, and and it's going to grow and it's going to snowball. I think it's just a matter of time, to be honest. I, yeah, I think so too. And and I see myself kind of like these people, these uh, bedroom programmers that were a bit my my heroes also when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. Uh, people like I don't know Richard Garriott or Sid Meier or something uh, like that. Uh, they they made those games because they had like a real passion and um, then built something great out of that passion. And I really think that's that's what we need because um, uh, as as we already talked about the facts, the logic, the, the 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 grim reality of the situation. That is that is one thing. But but people just want to do things that they they feel passionate about that they really love doing. Yeah. Like th there is a difference between having to do something because you think it's a duty and and just feeling like that fire you just want to do something. Yeah. And yeah. I think art of all kind and I do see video games as art even though to be fair most video games these days are very very bad art <laughs> but it, it can be art. Um yeah, that that's what, what 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 drives people to do something out of like this intrinsic motivation that they just want to create yeah and, and i think that's what we what we also need yeah yeah that's no 100 i'm uh, i'm with you um yeah i mean good good work this is great i, I love seeing this I, i'm glad that we can be we're here um you know i remember dropping this just you know what is it six years seven years eight, eight years ago i can't remember but at some point they're like yeah i remember just having that Hey, we gotta have like as many people as possible. Just you know, start making stuff, produce things, be creative, have fun with it. You know what I mean? And the more you do that, it's gonna get easier and easier in a sense. I think uh, along the way, there's gonna be more people supporting you. The audiences are, are, are certainly there. I mean, you look around. There's a lot of people that are sick and fed up with everything that's happening. Um, I, I think there's a lot of discontent out there, and and at least initially, if we can kind of join that, you know, work that wave. And then making something that's that's a uh, positive out of this as well. That's the other uh, you know aspect of this. We, you you change culture, you make things more positive. You get get people along. You make them more white pilled. You realize that there's there's things we can do if we work together. If we push in one direction, but that's just a fact of it. It's not like, and you've you know stated that I think perfectly as well. You can't just have like a bunch of people like, all right, all right, we're going to do this politically. I know there's so many people already like, oh, you know, political solution that's over kind of thing. Well, do something in the arts then, you know what I mean? Do something on a different level. Do something in, with culture, do something with music, uh, whatever you need to do, get involved. Uh, so this is this is good stuff. Uh, what what Have we left something out here? I, I want to make sure people follow you guys here as well and keep updates then. In, in, you guys are up, interested in getting a copy of the game, uh, The Great Rebellion on uh, X or, or Twitter, of course. You can follow them there. You have a Telegram channel, if you prefer that. Cult Games, that's with a V. The old way, I like that, Colt Games. 
Uh, True cult. <laughs> exactly. Cult Games on uh, <laughs> Telegram. Uh, and you have the, the website, same thing there, cultgames.com, with a V again, cultgames.com. Uh, and you have great-rebellion.com for the for the website. So you said maybe maybe by Christmas, that's the ETA? We hope so. I yeah. mean, if it gets a little bit longer, please don't be mad at oh, us. Oh, no, but, we, uh, we, we won't. <laughs> but uh, I think we can do it, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, it's good having you here, Roland. Anything else we left out? Uh, some 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 plugs you want to make or anything else uh, you can think uh, of that we've left out? I want to give a big shout out to everybody who has helped me uh, realize this. Like, uh, it's not just uh, me anymore. Like, it's a real team effort, the Great Rebellion. Um, there is uh, Akromos, who is a, a great uh, artist who has been helping us a lot with drawing concept art and, and, and enemy designs and so on. Um, you can also find her on Twitter and on Gab and on Telegram, Acromos Art. Um, I want to thank every one of our donors because uh, we have uh, made a crowdfunding campaign that, that allowed us to, to uh, fund uh, the Great Rebellion or at least uh, have an initial um, capital. Is that up still and or have you closed that now? It's not up anymore. We, we ended it, but um, yeah, we, we got some start money and then... Like the whole the whole process of making that game was really very DIY and very improvised, I have to say, because in the beginning I had no idea whether I would actually be able to pull it off, whether I would find people who would fund this. Uh, but eventually more, more and more people also came and joined us. So, so the original concept of the game was completely different than it is now. And it was also far lower scale because it was just me. But then it grew over time um and 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 turned out like it is now and uh yeah i couldn't have done it alone so i just want to thank everybody on our team how long um, how long does it take you would you say i mean it's different because of you know the scope of it and you can expand it you can do so much more with it but just like generally what would you say like well what's the time frame on, on something like this i i don't even know i have no idea <laughs> it's really difficult to say i mean this this game took longer to make, I guess, than it absolutely had to. If you, if I would have started out like with everybody already on board and, you know, just as it is now and we have a, a certain budget and we know everything, then I think we could have probably done it in half the time or so. But uh, yeah, this is very much was like during making the game, we were also finding ourselves or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So that, that that's why it took longer. But I would say a game like The Great Rebellion, I mean... Yeah, it, 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 it just takes a year or two. That's yeah, so say a couple of takes. years at least, right? Yeah. Uh, or even three years. Yeah. Like, you're not going to do something like that in a few months. Uh, I mean, you can make small games in a few months. Actually, would like to do in the future also just like small, very focused games. Mm -hmm. I don't actually want every game to take three years because, yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be a lot of output <laughs> that way. Um, what yeah. you, what you need is multiple people working with these things, right? That's, yes. what you, that's what you need. So you can just pump out stuff, you know what I mean? Yep. That's the thing. Like if we were yep. a team of like, I don't know, just six, seven developers, mm -hmm. uh, then we could we could like work on maybe even two games at the same time and then and, and, and put out like two games per year or so. Yeah. Um, or at least at least one every year. <laughs> and then it would have a bigger scope and be more professionally made. And that's that's not even like very uh you know that's not even overly ambitious like i mean this is a very small team size mm -hmm. uh, like AAA games are made by teams of hundreds of people and they have literally like half a billion of budget or something Holy like shit. that yeah. like people people have no idea also how, how how much or not no idea but i think sometimes people 
for instance, just a very small casual game uh, that has like a, a small team, something that is actually below the scope of Great Rebellion, usually has a budget of something like 200, 300,000 euro. Oh, jeez. Um, right. wow. <laughs> because you have to pay people full time. For That's just it, exactly. Like, uh, no, a few sal years. Salaries. If you have four yeah. or five people that you have to pay yeah, full time for years, yeah. that's how much money you need. Exactly. And, and this is, and, and the money I had to make this game was not even a fraction of that. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I wish yeah. I had that money. <laughs> so I really like want to eventually get out of that yeah, uh, that's that's I guess our next goal to get out of that situation where we're just barely scraping by and have to like somehow always find a way to get from month to month. Like yeah. if we can uh, get beyond that, then I think we can already work in a completely different way and also make more f professional games more often in, in in shorter shorter time. That's right. Yeah, everyone out there watching, listening, you know, it's like you if you're in the in the game world, you like this stuff, support these guys. They need the help. They need the uh, funds they want to continue they want to do yeah, more, if, you know? if, yeah if yeah. there are developers out there who want to join us then of course also that's it <laughs> exactly what's the easiest way to uh, get a hold of you mm -hmm. if there are uh, guys out there um you can just write us a dm on twitter or uh write us uh, an email uh we have a proton mail code games at protonmail.com okay you just write us there yeah. awesome so also something should uh, yeah code as kvlt games at protonmail.com Gotcha. Perfect. Well, I, I've enjoyed this. This is a lot of fun. Uh, again, something different, but it's still totally within the sphere of everything we do. So I, I, I like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is good and stuff. one last thing I want to plug once we sure. finally get this game done. Yeah. We want to do our next uh, game jam. Game jams are like little uh, events. Oh, yeah, that's right. Maybe a, a week or so um, where just developers like programmers, but also artists, uh, musicians, graphics artists, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, they, like usually there is a theme, um, can be really anything, uh, very abstract usually. And then these people form teams and they spontaneously work up an idea for like a mini game, like a prototype. Obviously, there's only so much you can do in such a short time. But uh, yeah, this is the Heimat Jam. We made, we made, we, we we did that a few times already. And and then people make mini games. And uh, in the best case scenario, um, actual projects are being cooked up in such events that will then eventually be turned into real. Uh, full-blown games. Uh, there is actually okay. um, one game in development by people who participated in one of our game jams um, that is probably going to be turned into a full-blown game. Um, it's called The Last Guy, um, which is also like a very uh, spooky or, I don't know, like a very unsettling kind of like horror game mm -hmm. where you are uh, also in like a dystopian world and you I think the premise is that you're trying to commit suicide because everything is so horrible, but there is this like that basically keeps you completely safe so you just can't and you basically have to find a way how to actually die because uh, the system won't let you die or something it's very <laughs> it's very uh dark but uh yeah um this is something that they came up with uh in one of our uh, game champs and uh, yeah we definitely want to do that again i haven't had time for it right now because we're so busy with the game but um, that's also something we really want to do so is this uh 18th to 20th of march and basically form form a comp that was uh, last year this is uh, last year okay gotcha yep okay this is already an old one yeah gotcha. uh, the, those games that you saw those mini games they were yeah this is the last man yeah this is the prototype and this prototype is now being turned into a real game oh krampus survival that's funny i like that <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah. here's the last man yeah
Nice. Now, because I, I know that from like I was organizing those game champs back when I was still in the in the in the normal uh, game development scene here in Austria. Mm -hmm. um, we were we were organizing um, yeah game champs regularly, and it was always a lot of fun and lots of uh, and and this is something I, I learned uh, back then when I was in the, in the game dev scene, and of course most people there were liberals or apolitical or whatever. But something I, I found amazing there was just this like creative approach, like let's just get together and come up with some fun stuff, whatever. Um, and, and, and usually it was also at the same time very productive. Like, as I said, like actual projects that are then being turned into real games are born in such events or teams are being formed. And <clears throat> this is also something I maybe miss a bit on the right you know this this kind of approach to things mm -hmm. it's kind of like easy going like let's just do something attitude everything is always very serious and very death or survival you know <laughs> and i mean it is serious i get it <laughs> no, i'm not trivializing anything you gotta have some fun too yeah you just have to yeah i gotta live life a little bit yeah <laughs> No, I no, I get, I get, I get what you're saying <laughs> you know what for I mean? sure. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it exactly. Creativity, in order yeah. for creativity to thrive, you need that kind of environment. You can't always just be like, I don't know, you know yeah, yeah, like, serious know. reading, reading Evola and hating the modern world all along. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Exactly, relax a little bit. No, it's it's uh, it's definitely uh, that's how you do it though. You got to kind of smash uh, smash some heads together, so to speak, uh, and, and you know forget that you know creativity to come out. You bounce off each other. You 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 know you figure out what works or whatnot. Uh, I I had no idea how, how common you know kind of that is, but it's just like a band, I guess, right? You jam. You got to just like you know come up with something. That's you know? the idea. Yeah. That's why they're called like that. Yeah? Yeah. It's like a music jam, but with video games. Yeah, That's there the you go. Uh, yeah. Exactly. All right, cool. So so what's the uh, what's the date for the uh, upcoming one? If people want to take part in that, or um, I'm not sure if you per invite or how that works or whatnot. But since you're plugging no, in. I, I, Everybody can uh, everybody can uh, participate. We don't have uh, a date just yet. Okay. Just yep. uh, follow us and, and keep keep uh, your eyes out. Um, we will um, announce it as soon. I, I assume probably maybe February, March or so, beginning of next year. Right. I don't really want to do something like that again. Yeah. Once the game is finished, basically. Yeah. Depends a little bit on how long it will take us still. Sounds good, no worries. All right, well, here's uh, Roland right. Moritz joining us today, mm -hmm. Colt Game lead developers. Great to have you here. Uh, keep up the good work, and uh, absolutely, again, everyone out there who uh, enjoys games, want to play games, help out these guys, support these guys, get a copy of the game, make sure that they can continue and do more and uh, build from there uh, and turn this into a real uh, a real engine for something on our side. So thank you, Roland. Really appreciate your uh, time today. It was, uh, it was good having you here. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it greatly. <laughs>
Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yockey, Dillbob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, Purple Haze, Colin Marriott, and Kami Combo Deal. Also, thanks to our producers, Mr. Walker, 696, Johansson, Leroy Dumont, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Yuri New, Obadiah Hexwell, Perfect Brute, Single Action Army, and HP Lovecraft. Thank you, guys. If you want to get a producer or executive producer tier, you can get that at RedEyesMembers.com, Subscribestar or Odyssey. You can upgrade your account if it's on Subscribestar or Odyssey. If you do have one on RedEyesMembers.com and want to upgrade, easiest way is really to get the new tier that you want and cancel the previous one. If you have signed up for one of those recently and you're not yet in the rotation, email us, RedEyesAtProtomail.com and let us know. We'll get you in there ASAP. You can, of course, also just sign up for a membership. Uh, just 10 bucks a month, you can get that down per month if you get a longer subscription as well. All the way up to two years, gets you almost 35% off, so definitely consider doing that. That helps us tremendously as well. That's really one of the best ways to support Red Ice. We need your support. We want to keep expanding and thriving, so please consider it. We don't have any venture capitalists funding us like some of the other uh, shitlib media out there does. We don't have any angels, investors. We don't have any large sponsors. Although, if you do want a kind of a special executive producer tier if you are a business you want to get your website screenshots or whatnot into the rotation uh, you can definitely uh, reach out to us for that we have uh, so a couple of ideas of what we can do there so if you do want to sponsor the show we are open to that red us at protomail.com but anyway thank you to all our members out there you make this possible we'll see you guys for flashback friday coming up next have a great rest of your day see you later